Hello, everybody. Welcome to Average Joe's Bible Study Daily Podcast. I'm Aaron. Today, I'm here with Kevin. Kevin, would you like to say hi? Hey, everybody. Uh, so today, we're going to be going over Ephesians. We're going to be in the first chapter. We're going to be reading verses 17 and 18. Again, Ephesians 1, verses 17 and 18. Give you some time to get there. Uh, before we get started, uh, Kevin, how was your day? Yeah, it was, it was good. I um, I did not have the most productive day. I kind of just relaxed today, but I did go to the gym. I'm really trying to get my overhead squat form down, so that was a lot of fun. My legs are super tight, but I feel good. Uh, how was your day, Aaron? Uh, my day was horrible. Um, it started horrible with a flat tire. My jack broke while I got my tire off. I was late for work. We were seven people short at work. We only have 20 people in our whole department. And then at lunch, two more people disappeared. We don't know where they went. So it was a really busy day. Um, it's apparently impossible to find tires. I don't understand, but... Everyone has tires, but no one will tell you how much they are, apparently. But other than that, um, just tired. But you get the next three days off, so there's that. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird how that works. Like, it should just be, these are the size of tires that I need. It, it's it's going to cost you that much. It, it will look, it will tell me exactly what tire I need for my car. If I put my car in, and then it will okay. tell me, it, it will send me a price quote to an email. Yeah. Instead of just giving you the price quote right then and there. Exactly. And, of yeah. course, I live I live in Johnson County, and there's a tire shop on every corner. Um, so wading through those is difficult enough. I mean, I found a couple. I'm just going to go visit tomorrow. It'd probably be easier to just stop in, but yeah, it shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's incredibly hard just to buy buy some tires. It's like you're trying to give them their money, your money. I don't know why they want to make it so hard. Yeah. Oh well. <clears throat> but it it will uh we'll figure it out. So um, if you're ready to get started, I am. I am. Do you want to pray us in? I will pray us in. So while we're praying, the attitude of prayer, and then we'll go to Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. Holy Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, just everything you're doing. We thank you for beautiful weather where I'm at. Um, I just thank you for seeing us through difficult times. Uh, just ask that as we go about this podcast, which will just um, give us wisdom and understanding. Uh, just give our listeners an open heart, uh, again, for just our nation and for everything going on. Um, uh, just just give us strength and courage to, to make it through the troubled times. Uh, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. 
I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So today, uh, the message is hope, guys. Um, the message is hope, and how do we get hope? Uh, I love I love how Paul writes that, right? Paul tells you, in order that you may know the hope, right, that you know the hope to which we have been called, the glorious inheritance in his holy people, right, the riches of his glorious inheritance. God wants you to hope for so much more than you can even think of right now, right? There's another passage, and I don't remember what it is, but where Paul talks about hope and how you cannot hope in something that you already know of. So your hope needs to be something for so much greater and that's what God is offering you, hope in something so much greater that you can't even think about it right now. We can't even fathom what God will do in our lives, but we need to hope for that. Um, but right before that, he tells you about how to how you, he, you get there. He says, I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Right? So God has to give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation, and we get that by having a deeper connection with them. So I think that, um, you know, Paul very eloquently tells us how to get hope here and what we should be hoping in. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, definitely. I, I know I've, I've read this passage quite a bit. Um, it, it's, uh, there's a book that, uh, Kenneth Hagin wrote where he talked about this and, and in another short passage in Ephesians was kind of Paul's prayers. And he talks about, that glorious hope. And I think that we're living in a time where people desperately need hope. Um, a lot of people I know I talk to, it's just um, despair, man. Just there's so much going on in the world. Um, you know, I, of course, a lot of our friends have troubled pasts. Um, so going through that with them, um, you know, just navigating the different areas with people <clears throat> so when when you get discouraging news or things aren't quite going right um, it's easy to lose that hope and just seeing so many people in our world w without hope um, when, when God gives us a hope that we hear about uh, I wonder how we can get you know how do we focus on that and how do we keep our eyes on that when everything else is falling apart I know we talked yesterday about the little things um, and how those add up. Um, but, you know, perfect examples today, man, just everything adding up, starting my day, just all hives of these little things. And it's easy to get in, in a, a hopeless cycle. And then when you got people around you who have no drives or passions or anything that they're living for, you just get stuck in that endless cycle. Uh, we know what the Word says, but how do you keep that in in your mind when everything else is going the opposite way of hope? Yeah, I think that's, that's so, so hard sometimes. Uh, so obviously me and Aaron were incarcerated together. And guys, if you ever want to see a group of people with a lack of hope, um, you know, go to a prison during the holidays. 
go to a, a prison for Thanksgiving or Christmas, and you'll see people with a lack of hope. Um, and it's hard to be that pleasant, uh, happy guy. Um, it's hard to recognize hope when nobody else has hope around you. So I think that, um, so Aaron, how do we combat that? What is, so in a, like, and you talked about it yesterday, you're going through that right now. What are you doing to combat the lack of hope? Well, I, I try to always be honest with people in my life. Um, so really, I'm in a situation where, I, I mean, just it's it's just rough, man. I know we've talked about it. I won't go into details, but it's pretty bleak just looking at things. Um, and I've just been really struggling the last few days, uh, the last week, actually. Um, so I actually, um, I was talking to my girlfriend's daughter today. Uh, she's kind of struggling with some thoughts uh, and some loneliness in, in a situation. And, and we have similar mindsets with getting caught in these thought cycles. And, man, I really I just told her, you know, the importance of having someone that you can just vent to. You know, I have some close friends that I can just vent. I can just say some dumb crap. Um, some of them will just listen. Some of them will give me harsh answers back. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but sometimes I just need that venting. But when it actually comes down to it, uh, you just put your game face on and you do it. You know, I, I talk a lot of craziness sometimes when I'm in these moods, but I still get up and I go to work and I still put that face on that I need to to get life done. I still be the person that I need to be for those around me, um, despite how I feel. <clears throat> But I do have those people close to me that, that I don't filter that, and I just tell them everything is horrible and falling apart. So I guess my question would be is how do you just – so there's – I've you know I've suffered from crippling depression before, and I've seen a lot of people suffer from crippling depression before. And maybe somebody who's going through it right now would tell you, Aaron, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to just put my game face on and go do it. So what are some – ways that people can put their game face on how do you do that what are you doing to make sure that you're putting your game face on it more so than just doing it so so verses like this help you know when we think about the hope when i think about you know god's ultimately in control and things are going to work out no matter what no matter how it feels in the situation or what i think so i hold on to that hope um ironically Uh, Hmm. but also I look at past victories. I also know that a lot of times, uh, you know, the old adage, it's darkest before the dawn. I know that a lot of times the darkest times that I've had have been followed by the greatest times of victory. So when I'm in these moments like this, I usually know that something good is coming. Uh, And I I just wait for that. Uh, And then you get to a point where, hey, man, it can't get much worse. Um, and even when you can't focus on the good things, just know that they're out there. And I also, man, I look at my friends. I look at those around me. Um, and sometimes I just, you know, thrive on their hope and what they have going on and the good things for them. Uh, so I have some friends in my life that are doing really well. Um, and sometimes that's enough to get me through because I know the hard times that they've been through. So to see them in victory 
is enough to show me, like we've talked before, if we look around, man, we can see God moving. Yes. We I think to look for. I think that's a really good point. I know that, so, while me and Aaron have shared successes and Aaron's struggles together, um, I think that one of the things that God taught me in prison is that God's always moving your life, but you won't always feel it or see it. But if we look at those around us who we love and we look at their successes as God moving, then we know that he's still faithful. He's still uh, He's still going to keep his promise. So that hope is still there. I think that um, I heard this sermon and it changed my life. And, you know, sometimes people say that and it's hyperbole, but it's not. It's, it honestly changed my life. I heard it uh, Easter weekend in 2018 on Hillsong Channel. Aaron, you know how much of a fan of Hillsong I am. And it was Carl Lentz. He's a Hillsong New York pastor. And he said something really simple but really amazing. And he said, at some point, your experience with God will have to outweigh your doubts. So we have a hope, but we also have a knowledge. Like Aaron said, this is something Aaron said. He says, I look at my past victories and know that God's going to get me through this. So guys, know that. That look at what God has gotten you through. How many times can can you say, I should not have survived that situation, but I did. Right? Or I should not have had that good of an outcome, but I did. God will always move in your life, but have that hope. You have that hope. I think, Aaron, Aaron, you're spot on. I think that maybe because you're going through it right now so you can relate, and I think that's why you're so spot on, but it's okay to vent, and it's okay to be down, guys, but you have to have that hope that God is going to pull you through much, much, he's going to give you much more than what you have right now, and I'll be honest with you, and this is not this is not going to be the feel good part, but sometimes that hope is not for this world. That hope is outside of this world, but we still have to have that hope. We we know that we are going to get blessed. We just have to keep walking through the fire. Yeah, that's definitely right, man. Um, sometimes it's it's bigger than this life. And maybe that's that's all we have. <clears throat> I, I definitely think if we look around us, we we can find the good things that God's doing. Um, it's it's not always easy, and I think you're right. That sometimes we need to deal in realities and know that it's just not going to be that easy. I know one of the things that really bothers me is when people talk about how, oh, no, it's, it's really that easy, but then they don't ever tell you how to do it. They don't tell you the hard part. They don't tell yeah. you about actually actually having to walk through that and dealing with the negative thoughts and the negative people around you. Like, oh, no, just hold on. It'll get better. Well, what do we do till then? You know, And, and that could be watching some Hillsong channel. It could be listening to some positive Music. It can be just spending some time in meditation and, and alone, reflecting on the good things that God has done, or it can be sitting around, sometimes thinking, instead of your problems, what what are some solutions? I know that's one of the biggest things that gets me through sometimes. Is I'm a big person to advocate of. Um, I don't I don't like to hear about the problems. You know, so when I do coaching and stuff with people, I'm always like, look, the, the problem's evident. What what are some solutions? Like, quit telling me the problem. 
what are the solutions? Uh, and just by asking that simple question, you'd be surprised uh, at the things you can come up with, and then you just have a moment where you're like, oh, wow, maybe this will work. Yeah, I think that's, that's spot on, guys. So uh, I think that, you know, hope is so important for us to have, guys. And have hope for this world, but also have hope for the next, right? So we have to have hope for, for this world and the next. And we do that, like Aaron said, we we try to come up with solutions. We try to come up with um, we try to come up with Bible verses, positive things in our life. We continuously think about the things that God has gotten us through before, and that's how we can have hope, guys. And it's so important because that hope can make sure that hope can change change your life around. That hope can be what pulls you. Maybe it doesn't change your life around. It just keeps you holding on until the darkness fades, right? And that's what we need. That's it. So one of my, right. uh, I guess my last encouragement. So, so you know, I'm I'm big into to ancient faith and and a lot of the church fathers. So there's a, it was I think 15th century. It was Saint John of the Cross, and he actually wrote a book. It was inspired by a poem that he wrote. And there's a bunch of writings. Uh, it's called The Dark Night of the Soul. And he talks about, you know, just being in despair and being in darkness and feeling the distance from God and, and just disconnectedness. But in that, he talks about holding on. And, and from there, he talks about whatever the, the smallest little thing you, you have to draw close to God, even if it's just a short two-minute prayer a day, even if it's a one-minute prayer a day. Whatever that is, we hold on to that because we know that the enemy fights hardest the, the strongest people of faith. Like if you aren't having struggles, that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, so a lot of people that are going through, you know, our listeners who are really going through dark times, know that, that God has great things for you, and it, the the enemy will stop at nothing. And when he sees great men and women of God getting ready for breakthroughs and getting ready to do great things for God, he will throw everything in your path to distract you and discourage you. Uh, but we know that it's, it's just a phase. It's just a season. And, and like Kevin said, even if that season is in, in the afterlife when we're um, with, with God ourselves, that will be far beyond comparison of joy and happiness than we could ever imagine. Amen. That's uh, beautifully said. I think that we'll go ahead and wrap it up on that. That's uh, I love the way you're able to connect us to the ancient church here. So thank you for that. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pray us out, guys. Please, right. uh, if if you're feeling hopelessness, if you're feeling like you're in a dark place, reach out. Reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Uh, we love you. We want you to do better. Um, if you just like the, the podcast or you don't like the podcast, reach out to us as well because we we want some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, just remember, we're here for you. This is why we're doing it. All right, attitude of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us this platform to talk about our problems and talk about how we address them. God, we ask that every time that we go into the Word on in this podcast, that you give us your explanation of what we're reading, and you give us your desire for our lives and for our listeners' lives, God. We just ask that you continue to put your hand on this podcast and move it in whatever direction that you may 
wanted to be. God, for both me and Aaron individually, as we struggle through this, as we struggle through these times that maybe are not what we expected, we just ask that you you put that hope on our heart, God, that hope that Paul was talking about, that hope in you, and you put it in our hearts so that we don't get discouraged, that we don't lose that light and that love of you, God. We just ask that every time we encounter a problem that we turn our eyes to you for the solution because we know that's always the best. Um, we ask all these things in your wonderful son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.